0: Her bloodshot eyes wide open and unwilling to denounce a crime that couldn't be more cruel than the murderers. This is one of the most horrifying murder cases in Japan's criminal history. Welcome back to our channel. Today we will discuss the mysterious disappearance and terrifying tragedy of the beautiful first-year girl Miyako Hirooka. oka When it comes to this case, we can't help but shudder at the execution method and the evil mind of the murderer. What motivated him to act so cruelly? Bodies were found in different places, especially the girl's wide, angry eyes. Take a deep breath and walk with us through the door of darkness. We explore one of the most mysterious and macabre cases in Japanese criminal history, the case of the headless body of Miyako Hirooka. This hideous act was the first indication of this individual's true nature. To everyone's surprise, however, Yoshihari Yano was never brought to justice for the murder. This mystery lingered for years. The horrifying assassination of Miyako Hirooka and the depraved criminal who got away with it on November 6, 2009. A man gathering mushrooms on Mount Geryu in Hiroshima, Japan, discovered more than just cap-covered fungus. The severed head of a young woman was discovered buried in the fallen leaves of a nearby tree. It was clear that she did not have a peaceful and speedy passing away in her final moments. She looked at him with eyes that were bloodshot and her head was covered with a variety of bruises. There was also a shoe print on her cheek. The mushroom hunter, who had been startled, scrambled down the mountain and promptly summoned the authorities. The authorities spent three days searching the mountain, and it seemed like each day they were engaged in some kind of macabre treasure hunt since they kept discovering additional body parts. On November 7, a femur was discovered that had all of the flesh removed from it, leaving only the bone. Then after that, on November 8, The torso of the woman was discovered. Due to the terrible state in which the torso was found, some of the cops were forced to excuse themselves in order to vomit. The breasts were severed from the body, and the incisions were so severe that the ribs were visible. Additionally, the abdomen was slit open, the blood was drained out of it, and all of the internal organs were removed. Because the victim's genitalia had been so severely disfigured, it was hard to tell the victim's gender simply by looking at them. On November 9, only an ankle was located of the deceased person's body. The results of the autopsy would eventually indicate that the woman had been strangled to death. The components of the body shown in white in this diagram have never been located. Despite the extensive facial injuries, One of the police felt the woman looked like Miyako Hirooka, a 19-year-old college student who had been reported missing two weeks before. Miyako Hirooka was last seen two weeks ago. The investigation into the murder of Miyako was now complicated by the addition of a second question, what kind of monstrosity was responsible for the crime? The last day of Miyako here, Okamiyako, was working the closing shift at an ice cream business on the day she vanished, which was October 26, 2009, when she was last seen. Her coworker understood that she needed to get to her residence at Shimane Prefectural University in Hamada, which was a further mile and a half away, so he gave her permission to leave early. Her final moments were caught on camera by a security camera. She left work around 9.15 p.m. And according to the map, the walk should have taken between 30 and 14 minutes and followed a direct line the entire way. But Miyako never made it home. When Miyako's mother tried to get in touch with her the following day but was unable, she quickly became concerned about her daughter's whereabouts. This was highly out of the ordinary for Miyako because she communicated with her family on a daily basis and frequently visited them. However, she was also a college student, which kept her quite busy. She spent her time on a regular basis at an organization that raised money to combat hunger throughout the world and also assisted with an animal charity. Miyako's mother, on the other hand, was very familiar with her daughter and would call her no matter how busy Miyako was. After making the call, Miyako's mother inquired about her daughter's whereabouts at the hostel and was shocked to learn that Miyako had not returned from her job. On October 28, she contacted the police to report that her daughter was missing. After waiting two weeks, she was confronted with the dreadful reality. DNA testing established beyond a reasonable doubt that the remains unnerved on Mount Garyu belonged to her young daughter. This investigation, in full. Due to the fact that the murder was committed in two different cities, the police departments of Hiroshima and Shimane came together to form a combined task team in order to investigate once the remains had been positively identified. At the beginning of the investigation, The police had no leads or suspects to pursue. They were unable to locate any proof of a fight taking place between the commercial plaza and the dormitory. Therefore, the authorities hypothesized that she had been taken hostage by a known person. However, there was a flaw in the logic behind that theory. Her friends said that she wasn't afraid to say what was on her mind and wouldn't back down if she was treated rudely by another person, despite the fact that she was a cheerful person. In addition to this, it was reported that she had no romantic attachments of any kind. It was well known that Miyako avoided engaging in conversation with people she did not know, thus the likelihood of her accepting a ride from a random person was quite low. She was just 4 feet 9 inches tall and weighed 99 pounds, so it was not hard for her to be taken into a stranger's car. The employees at the shopping mall were questioned by the police in an effort to locate any witnesses to Miyako's kidnapping. However, nobody noticed anything out of the ordinary, with the exception of a white car that was observed in the employee parking lot for a few hours. The police were unable to find the vehicle, but they suspect it was a Toyota Mark II. The investigation team examined the footage from the surveillance cameras at three convenience stores that were located along Miyako's path to her hostel. The first camera was located only a quarter mile from the shopping plaza. However, she was not spotted on that camera or any of the other CCTV cameras located in the nearby convenience stores. As a consequence of this, people began to assume that she was probably abducted at a relatively early stage of her walk. The white automobile was the sole piece of evidence that the task force possessed, so the police searched Japan's in-system for any traces of the vehicle using that information. The in-system is a vast camera network that monitors and records every vehicle that travels on Japanese roads. It spans practically all of the country's major expressways as well as other critical areas. On the day when Miyako went missing, they conducted searches along the routes that led from Chimane to Mt. Garyu, the location where her body was discovered. When the police eventually ran out of leads, they made the decision to broaden their search. Despite the fact that they had spent years looking into the case, The police were still no closer to identifying the killer. An ex-investigator who spoke on the condition of anonymity stated that, in his opinion, the length of time the inquiry took was caused by the fact that the original profile was expanded. He stated, rather than elucidating the situation in a more specific manner, the picture of the murderer kept getting wider and wider. Due to the fact that the body had been dismembered with such precision, the investigation was expanded to include hunters as well as medical officials who were experienced in doing autopsies. In addition, because Ms. Miyako had been a part of an event in which a Russian ship had landed at the port just once, there was even the possibility that the killer was a member of the Russian Special Forces. Over the course of seven years, More than 3,000 investigators from different parts of Japan worked on the case, but the identity of the person responsible was never determined. There is a good chance that this case would have remained an unsolved mystery if it hadn't been for the fact that a peculiar suspect came onto the radar of the task team seven years after the terrible murder. Yoshiharu Yano, 33 years old, was identified as the suspect. On the surface, he appeared to be a model citizen. Yet, when the police investigated his past, they discovered that he was actually a monster. The reason why he was considered a suspect by the police has never been made public, even though the investigation into him began in the summer of 2016. The one and only thing that we do know about them is that they provided a review of persons with a history of sexual crime, and Yoshiharu Yano was considered the most likely culprit. So what was it about him that made him such an odd suspect? To begin, it is necessary for us to discuss Yoshiharu Yano. Yoshiharu Yano the anime protagonist, when he was a teenager, Yano seemed to have everything going for him, just like the protagonist in an anime. He possessed a black belt in judo, led the track team as captain, excelled academically at a private high school that he attended on a scholarship, and was well known for the beautiful looks that he had received from his mother. Even the boys in his neighborhood had feelings of envy toward him. You would expect that, given all of those excellent qualities, he would be the most popular guy in the high school where he is enrolled. But unfortunately, that wasn't the situation at all. Yoshiharu Yano's acquaintances were unanimous in their assertion that the man had an unsettling quality about him. He was reserved, took his work quite seriously, and was not well liked. In addition to this. He had a short fuse and was often angered. It was fortunate, considering that Yano did not care about any of the other students in his class. After graduating high school, he was successful in passing the entrance exam for the National Defense Academy, which is Japan's version of West Point in the United States. However, on the advice of others, he elected to enroll at the Kyushu Institute of Technology instead. In addition, he made the decision, one year later, to leave college in order to become a drummer for a visual K-rock band, rather than continuing along the road that led to success. He was an accomplished drummer and pianist, and he performed with his band in a number of different clubs over the course of a few years. However, things began to go from bad to worse after he had a disagreement with the other band members and decided to leave the group. Shortly after that, his relationship with his fiancée, whom he intended to marry, ended in a breakup. The diagnosis of focal dystonia in his left arm in 2002 was perhaps the most disheartening news he could have received at the time. Focal dystonia is a neurological disorder that occurs frequently in musicians. It is characterized by involuntary muscular contractions in a particular region of the body and can be quite painful. Yano began his assaults on women when he was 28 years old. In 2004, Yano assaulted three different women in Tokyo on three separate times with a knife and then engaged in sexual activity with them. In August of that year, He was accused with and convicted of indecent assault, for which he was sentenced to a total of three and a half years in jail. After meeting him, his attorney remarked that he found it hard to believe that someone with such a calm demeanor and kind demeanor could be responsible for such horrifying murders. After serving his time in prison. He went back to his hometown of Shimana and started working a variety of odd jobs before getting a position as a salesman of solar panels in April of 2009. His customer base extended all the way to Hamada, which was the last known location of Miyako. Jano was swiftly elevated to the position of branch manager due to his endearing personality and outstanding sales performance. However, according to the posts that he made on the social networking site Mixi in Japan, Nano was not at all happy with the position. In one of his posts, he explained his situation as follows. I'm wandering around like a zombie every day looking for a family who wants a solar panel system installed. His life as a drummer, his infirmity, and his general hobbies were regularly discussed in the posts that he published on Mixi. On the other hand, there were indications of a darker side to him across a number of his posts. The first thing that was written on his profile was a warning that read, warning, I will not reject anyone who comes to me, and I will follow anyone who leaves me to the ends of hell. There were also many posts made by him indicating that he was looking for a relationship, and in October 2009. He even went on a date with someone he met on Meeksy. The woman, who wished to remain anonymous, stated that although he was highly talkative through messages, on the actual date he was very silent and awkward. And further story about Yano was told by a former co-worker while they were participating in a workplace karaoke event. It goes as follows. He was resting his eyes in the hallway by himself, appearing exhausted. It was weird that when girls walked in front of him, he didn't follow them with his gaze like a man his age would normally do. He was staring at a place the whole time. I confronted him with the question, don't you have a girlfriend or anything? It's a shame there aren't any nice girls in this town. On the one hand, I had the feeling that he was timid and was unable to approach women on his own, but on the other side, I thought he was quite confident. Given his history, how come he wasn't investigated as a suspect right away? However, we will get to that in a moment. Yoshihari Yano was the leading suspect. Therefore, the police focused their attention on him. The younger brother of Yano was questioned by the authorities on November 22, 2016. And during that time, he handed over an outdated camera as well as a thumb drive that belonged to Yano. And at first inspection, both the memory card and the camera as well as the thumb drive appeared to be empty. However, a digital forensic investigator was successful in retrieving 57 of the lost photos. Miyako was the subject of the photographs. Dead. The pictures were taken within a range of 90 minutes, and each one depicted a different stage in the deconstruction of her body. On the evening when Miyako vanished, the photographs were taken a few minutes before the stroke of midnight. Because the only identifying feature of the site where the dismemberment took place was a bathtub. The police believe that Yano carried out all of the crimes in his own home because there were no other identifying features of the location. In addition, there were a number of photographs of what is thought to be the murder weapon, which is a kitchen knife. Yano was the one who committed the crime, and it was about time that he was put away. Only thing was, he couldn't be arrested, and it was unlikely that he ever would be. This is due to the fact that Yoshihariyano had passed away on November 8, 2009 already. 2 days after the body of Miyako was discovered. When Yano was traveling with his mother, he unexpectedly collided with a guardrail, causing the automobile to explode, which resulted in the deaths of both of them. Nonetheless, there were unanswered issues surrounding his passing. A close friend reported to him a few days before his passing that he had done something terrible, but he did not elaborate on what it was. After that, the day before he passed away, He requested his boss for permission to take the following day off work so that he and his mother may pay their respects at the grave of his father. However, there are rumors circulating that he intended to take his own life and took his mother with him. It is presumed that this is the case given that the crash site was not located anywhere near where his father was buried. In addition, there were no skid marks to indicate that he attempted to come to a stop before to colliding with the barrier. Now we need to return to the topic of why he wasn't a suspect right from the start of the investigation. However, for a short while, he was being investigated as a possible suspect. Do you recall the in-system from earlier in the conversation? From the very beginning, audio of his car driving through the mountain road was captured on record. His vehicle was observed traveling in peculiar directions many times on the day of the event and in the days that followed, with the express intent of avoiding being captured on video as much as possible. The color of his car was identical to that of a sedan that eyewitnesses reported seeing in the parking lot close to where Miyako worked. However, his automobile was not a Mark II, but rather a white Toyota Vets. In the initial evaluation, he received a lower score than expected due to the sexual assaults he had committed. However, due to the fact that he passed away two days after Miyako's body was discovered, investigators were able to rule him out as a suspect. The circumstances surrounding Miyako's disappearance on the day she was reported missing will remain a mystery forever. The following are some of the hypotheses that the police have. When Yano saw Miyako walking along her route, he pulled over and forced her into the car with the intention of assaulting her, just as he had done to other women. Because of Miyako's character, it is possible that she retaliated by fighting, which would have enraged Yano. Because he had a short fuse, he assaulted her, strangled her to death, and then brought Miyako's body back to his house to dismember it. He did this because he was angry. And with that, the investigation into the crime was finished by the police. We appreciate your time on this case. Is this the first time Yano has killed someone? Leave your comments below and let us know. And if you like this story, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. We have many more mysterious and scary cases. But while you are enjoying this scary story, beware. These brutal killers may be lurking in the society around you. They could be someone you see every day, someone you use to trust. Never stop being vigilant, for this world is full of wicked people and sinners.